0: What is going on everybody welcome to season three episode five of the Searcy Sports Show I am your host Nelson Searcy and I believe a few words can change your day and your life I am excited to get into things on this Saturday February 13th of 2021 as we have news to discuss games to talk about and votes to tally today wherever you may be listening and whatever platform you are listening on I hope you are having a fantastic day And as we head into the Searcy storylines today, three sports stories in the current world that are catching my eye, they all have to do with the quarterback market in the NFL right now, and it is to do with the three names of Sam Darnold, Carson Wentz, and Deshaun Watson, and the Houston Texans have exposed that Deshaun Watson is no longer really a Piece that they're looking to trade, despite Deshaun Watson's desires to leave the organization and join a different team. Um, so as that news kind of came out, I think the attention has been shifting a little bit to other quarterbacks, namely Sam Darnold and Carson Wentz. And I think that for me, the best fits for those quarterbacks are pretty there's a pretty clear favorite for each one for me. I think that the Sam Darnold move that would best benefit him would be to go to the New England Patriots to be taught under Bill Belichick. Sam Darnold has a very similar build to Tom Brady. They're both around 6'3", 6'4", and they are not necessarily the most mobile quarterbacks. I think that Bill Belichick would be able to give some very educated, experienced coaching that Sam Darnold has been looking for in those first couple years of his career that he probably has not yet gotten. I think that Sam Darnold has a lot of potential. Um, That is not really a bad thing. I feel like a lot of times we look at potential and we see how we're like, oh, if they were only as good as their potential, quote-unquote. But I really do think that Sam Darnold has a solid chance of, of improving his skills and being a very solid quarterback in the NFL. I really liked his prospects out of college. I I do like his game when he's playing well, but there was just a lot of inconsistencies in the jets. And I think it's time for a new scene for him for sure. I think the jets are probably going to move forward in another direction as well. So if Sam Darnold can find his way into Foxborough, Massachusetts, I think that that would serve him very well. And that bill Belichick would create a very solid partnership with him as far as the Carson Wentz situation, um, the Eagles have continued to kind of mull over offers. There was a potential trade offer from the Chicago Bears that was rumored to be Nick Foles, a first-round pick, a fifth-round pick, and Tariq Cohen. Although that is a very good package, I know that the Eagles are currently well over the cap, something like $70 million. There is a pretty easy way that they can get to back to where they're supposed to be under the cap. But that the, the best thing that could help them at this point is being able to move off of Carson Wentz, even though the ownership may not want to do that. Um, it seems like it is headed in that direction. And if that is the case, then the Eagles should be looking to get some pretty good compensation for him. Although that Bears situation is pretty good compensation, um, I think that they could get more from Indianapolis just because of draft capital and what they may be willing to offer to the Eagles right now. And that would work out very well for Carson Wentz as well. As previously discussed, Frank Reich, his former offensive coordinator from his first couple years in Philadelphia is now the head coach in Indianapolis and Indianapolis does have a very solid team, a good offensive line. Carson Wentz would know the offense fairly well going into it. He would be comfortable with the leadership that is there and he would be comfortable playing on the team just because of he knows he's going to have production, he knows he's going to have weapons in the backfield and in the receiving core. So I think that the Colts situation could be a very perfect match for the Eagles looking for a trade package and the Colts looking for that franchise quarterback now that Phillip Rivers has retired. Now moving away from the NFL trade market to the wrap-up of this NFL season with Super Bowl 55 being played last weekend, we saw a quite dominating performance from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defeating the Kansas City Chiefs by a score of 31-9. to The biggest pieces in this game, which were pretty obvious to everyone, but there is one one underrated performance that I want to talk about as well. Um, The obvious piece being that Patrick Mahomes really had no chance throughout this game to get anything going just because of the constant pass rush that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were able to put on. It felt like he was under pressure and having to scramble on every single play and was just never able to set his feet and really drill the ball down the field to guys like Tyreek Hill that he normally would. Um, t- Travis Kelsey did have a pretty big game, nine receptions for over hundred yards. However, he did not really seem like a big factor um, despite that statistical big performance, I mean, he had a couple of drops that were pretty costly on third down, and just overall didn't look like he was really um, a huge scare or threat um, at any point in the game. So, and then the 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 two tackles that had to come and fill in for Eric Fisher and Mitchell Schwartz, which is a very big task, is considering that those two guys are very solid and really hold the edges down and protect Mahomes well on a normal day-in, day-out basis. Shaq Barrett and Jason Pierre-Paul were just able to clear the edges of those backup tackles and get to the quarterback multiple, multiple, multiple times. And the underrated performance that I wanted to talk about was from Leonard Fournette. Um, Leonard Fournette really, besides the Tampa Bay front four, was was probably the most impressive player to me in the game. Um, he had eight, uh, excuse me, 16, carries for 89 yards and a touchdown and he also had four receptions for 46 yards most of those coming on the screen plays but the Tampa actually did run quite a few screen plays which I thought was very very smart of them to just get the ball out of Tom Brady's hands get the ball off the field the Tampa Bay offensive line played very well as well did a good job of protecting Brady and being able to get down the field and penetrate on run plays and as well as those screens that they called running back or wide receiver. I think that Leonard Fournette was really impressive throughout this whole game, and Ronald Jones did a good job of complimenting him as well, 12 carries for 61 yards. The Tampa Bay just running game overall was just very impressive, and they did a good job of structuring that to help balance the offense. And Rob Gronkowski did a very good job of opening up the middle of the field for Tom Brady, making those comfortable middle-of-the-pack throws. Antonio Brown had a solid game, had that touchdown touchdown. And overall, just the Buccaneers' offense was so balanced and so consistent throughout the entire game, other than maybe the first two possessions where they were a little bit cold, but everybody's got to warm up in the Super Bowl, especially with all that pressure. And once they did get warmed up, the Tampa Bay defense just put the pedal to the metal, and the Tampa Bay offense just continued to put together really solid drives and really solid plays. And it was just quite a clinic from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers just executing a really, really solid game plan throughout the Super Bowl. And one more thing that I want to discuss in the National Football League is now that the coaching hires have been completely made, I wanted to kind of talk about each one for a moment and give one a personal grade, my opinion on what I think about the coaching hire and how they might do. First, starting with the head coaching hire for the Houston Texans, former assistant head coach and wide receivers coach for the Baltimore Ravens, David Culley. Now, the Houston Texans are obviously in a very tough situation with Deshaun Watson wanting to be traded from the team, J.J. Watt having been released just a few days ago, and just a lot of uncertainty with both sides of the ball and the organization as a whole. I think that David Coley seems like a, a really good guy. I think that he could really do a good job of shaping the culture on a team where I'm sure a lot of the players have questions and doubts I don't necessarily think that the team will perform and that probably will not be David's fault, but I, I don't know how strong of a personality David is and he really they, they really just need somebody really strong to kind of fire up the locker room and get him going, especially in this time of uncertainty for a lot of the team. So I'm gonna give this coaching hire a C. Um, I think that David Coley could do a fine job and they could still be a really bad team um, just because of the situation that they're currently in. But I wish David all the best of luck and we will see how Houston does in the future. The next coaching hire is one that has been in place for quite some time now and it is Urban Meyer to the Jacksonville Jaguars. I had previously mentioned when talking about Trevor Lawrence in the upcoming NFL draft that I really do like this hire for Jacksonville Um, It is not super risky in my opinion as Urban has always offered a very winning good culture attitude to the teams that he has been a part of and I really like Urban's knowledge and mind for the game and how to make it get the best out of a team. Um, I think that if the Jaguars do end up drafting Trevor Lawrence, as many expect to happen, I think that Urban will be able to bring out the best of Trevor Lawrence. And although the defense is a little bit shaky right now for Jacksonville, I think that with one step at a time, I think that they will be able to build a solid team um, with urban meyer at the helm and i think in a few in a few seasons probably two or three seasons if or if all goes according to plan i think that urban meyer will be able to lead the team back into playoff contention i will give this grade a b plus for the urban meyer hire the next coaching hire is dan campbell for the detroit lions who is the former new orleans saints assistant head coach and tight end coach I, I, there was a lot of noise about his press conference and how kind of fired up he was and a lot of the energy that he brought. And I think that that's going to be a really good thing for Detroit. Um, to be honest, I think that the former situation of Matt Patricia, he seemed like kind of a bad energy kind of guy in terms of like, he had a lot of energy, but it was not channeled in the right ways. seems like Dan Campbell does have a lot of energy and it's channeled in the right direction. I think that he will be he will be able to do a good job of firing up a lot of those young players as the Lions do have a pretty young team, a lot to look forward to in my opinion. Um, not necessarily that they will be able to win right now. They do have the change of quarterback situation as Jared Goff, as Jared Goff was traded to the Lions recently in the big Matthew Stafford trade. So the Lions do have a few things to work on, of course, but I think that Dan Campbell will do a good job of bringing an energetic, positive culture to the Lions and getting those young players fired up. I'm going to give this hire a B. The next coaching hire is former LA Rams defensive coordinator Brandon Stately moving to the other LA, the LA Chargers, to be the head coach there. And I'm a little bit iffy on this one Um, Brandon Staley does seem like a very capable head coach however I don't like the lack of experience especially for an offensive standpoint as a lot of the building pieces for the Chargers are going to be offensively looking at Justin Herbert going forward and being able to being able to develop him as he moves along obviously him winning rookie of the year he has a very bright future but I want to see someone who's going to be able to work with him a little bit more the Chargers defense will obviously benefit from this Um, guys like Melvin Ingram Joey Bosa Casey Hayward and Derwin James many of those very impressive players will benefit from this move but I don't see a great balance in it Um, I'm not a huge fan of this one but I do think that Brandon Staley will do a fine job so I'm going to give this head coach and hire a C minus Next up is the New York Jets hiring former San Francisco 49ers defensive coordinator Robert Sala, and I love this hire. Um, This is probably my favorite one of the offseason. Robert Sala seems like a really well-put-together guy, a really smart mind defensively. The Jets obviously are rebuilding on both sides of the ball, um, but as they look to make a move offensively to get a quarterback, um, I think that they will be able to build their offense pretty well, and I think that Robert Sala will be able to really provide some structure to that defense and give a really solid culture change to, for the New York Jets that they are desperately looking for. Um, I really think that this is a, an A hire. I think that he's going to do a very good job, and not necessarily that the Jets are going to win right away, but I think that their culture will take a massive win right away, and that will lead to very good things in the near future. The last two hires that I want to talk about are actually I have very similar opinions on. Um, the first being Arthur Smith, former Titans offensive coordinator, being hired by the Atlanta Falcons, and former Indianapolis Colts offensive coordinator Nick Sirianni being hired by the Philadelphia Eagles. I would give both these hires a B plus. Um, I think that both of those guys will do a good job at being able to come in and make an immediate impact in leading the offenses there. Um, they seem like two. Very smart, well put together offensive guys, and that overall will be a solid change that each organization is looking for. I think that each of those teams actually have some similarities in the fact, more than that they are just more than that they are bird mascots, but another few similarities would be um, offenses that do have a lot of room to succeed, but they just need kind of that consistent structure and defenses that are looking for more of an identity and consistency. And I think, and similar talent-wise too, um, I think that both of those teams will see a jump in success in 2021 and going forward, and I think that those guys will be around for at least a few years, if not more. Um, I like the prospects of both Arthur Smith and Nick Sirianni for each of their respective teams, giving those grades a B plus. And now I just want to take a quick moment, as I do in each episode, to remind everybody to make sure you're taking care of yourself this week, whether it is physically, emotionally, mentally, socially, whatever it may be. Uh, make sure that you are looking out for yourself and others around you as you maneuver through this week and the future. And yeah, let's get back to the sports. And in the final segment of today's show, I wanted to go over my picks for the NBA All-Star game this season as we near the halfway point. Um, it's crazy to think that we are already 25 games in the NBA season. It has really flown by and all these guys are, in my opinion, very deserving of any accolades that they get this year. They have played super well so far, and I hope that they continue to play well as the season goes on. And I'm going to start in the Western Conference at the front court. three picks, and my three picks are LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard, and Nikola Jokic. Uh, LeBron James is my pick for the MVP right now. Um, he's been the best player in basketball for quite a long time now. And he has continued to show that at the age of 36, which is just unbelievably impressive. He's had so many awesome moments already this year. And this past couple weeks, he's had so many overtime, double overtime games or games that have come down to the wire. And he has seemed to have a special moment at the end of those games in the clutch in almost every single one of them. And he's just been so impressive. Kawhi Leonard has always been a very consistent, you know, one of the best Um, two-way players in the league and he continues to show that this year as the Clippers are off to another very good start and hopefully they can keep it together the rest of the season and Kawhi can keep his health and Nikola Jokic has been super fun to watch he's one of my favorite players to watch in the NBA he's just got such a versatile game especially for a seven-footer um, definitely my, my favorite center to, to watch in the game, and could be the very best center in the league, but Joel Embiid may have something to say about that, and you may or may not see him in my uh, Eastern Conference picks. But before we get to that, I want to get to the guard play in the Western Conference, and my two picks for the guards are Steph Curry and Damian Lillard. Those two guys really lead their team so well and are really carrying them through this early part of the season, both of those guys, it feels like every time they shoot three ball, I feel like it's going to go in, and I'm surprised when it misses. Um, they have just been super consistent this year and have been scoring the ball at a really high rate and continued to impress me. As far as the Eastern Conference, just like I mentioned a few seconds ago, uh, my three front court uh, picks that I have for this All-Star game are Kevin Durant, Joe Embiid, and Giannis Antetokounmpo. I want to first talk about Joe Embiid. Um Joel Embiid has is probably the number 2 pick for me for MVP just behind LeBron James and just ahead of Nikola Jokic. Um Joel Embiid has played amazing and has really stepped up as that, you know, offensive producer for the 76ers and he has been impressive in all phases in, in, including shooting the ball from uh, from a range and I've really enjoyed watching Joel Embiid play this season as well as Kevin Durant and Giannis Antetokounmpo. Um Giannis has followed up his back-to-back MVPs with another solid season so far, and Kevin Durant has been super impressive, leading the Brooklyn Nets with their new trio. And to wrap up the Eastern Conference, the two guards that I have selected are Bradley Beal and Jalen Brown. Um, Jalen Brown has is probably one of the leading candidates for most improved player. He has really bumped up his scoring and has become a really lethal weapon for that Boston Celtics offense. And he can really perform well on defense as well. And Bradley Beal has been leading the NBA in scoring most of the season. And he, every time he goes out on the court, even though the Wizards have not had very much success this year, as far as record, um, Bradley Beal is just such an offensive, impressive player to me. And I feel like it would be quite a shame if he missed out on the all-star game but I think that I think that the fans will recognize that his greatness while he is currently in a not so positive situation in Washington DC and with that that will wrap up today's episode of the Searcy Sports Show I thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen along follow along with me And I am really excited for what the next few episodes may bring as I am going to not only be going over my MLB season predictions, I always love doing season predictions and seeing how they pan out as the year goes along, but also looking at me expanding the show into video capabilities, looking at getting a camera and being able to do some really interactive stuff like live streams and such like that through the channel and as well as bringing a few of my close friends and some other interesting guests onto the show. Stay tuned for those as well. Remember that you can find the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram on social media, and you can find it and listen to the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. With that, that will conclude today's episode of the Searcy Sports Show. This is your host, Nelson Searcy, signing off.